The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. Again, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to come into your homes each and every week to share the living Word of God. Last week, I began an exciting series on the subject of offense. I'm going to continue that series uh, on this week, so stay tuned and be blessed by the broadcast. Let's join Dr. Now, Wayne Fry for today's message, John, Already so in Progress. To ask Jesus this question, are you the one or should we look for another? So my question was, how in the world does one who was pro the promoter of Jesus, he was Jesus' number one promoter, he was Jesus' number one forerunner, he paved the way for Jesus to come on the scene. How can you get to that, from that place to a place of wondering if this is still Jesus? And I believe it's because of offense. And, reason, and because he became offended, he opened the door for premature death in his life. In actuality, his head was severed because of a particular situation. And we said that offense causes things to be cut off. Offense causes things to be decapitated. Offense causes things to be beheaded, Amen. glory to God, if you allow it to. And so um, we're sharing with you, glory to God, so you can maybe become aware of some things, praise God, so that we can avoid offense and live offense-free, glory to God. Shout with me today, say, offense-free living, offense living is the will of God, the will of God for, my life. for my life. Now, uh, we talked about several things last week, and I'll just mention them just as a brief review, because many of you were, were not here, just as a brief review so we can be on the same page. We said this, that... Uh, Offense is this. Offense is defined as a hurt, an act of stumbling, a stumbling block, a snare, or a trap. Offense is a hurt, an act of stumbling, a stumbling block, a snare, or a trap. That's offense. Offend, then, is to hurt or to cause to stumble or to rub the wrong way. Okay? So the offense is uh, the object Offend means what's, what you do or what someone uh, attempts to do to you, okay? And then we define the word offended. We said offended is to be hurt, to be trapped, to be insulted, to be rubbed the wrong way. Glory to God. Now, when you hear those definitions, all of them include the word trap. And offense is, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'll share it a little more, a bit more later on. Offense is a trap. Hunt your neighbor said, neighbor, offense is a trap. Offense is a trap. Now, now, I found this out, that most people who are offended won't, uh, won't admit they are offended. Okay? Simply because a lot of times they feel justified in feeling the way they feel. So they, because they feel justified, they don't think there's anything wrong. And that's a deception from the enemy, and that's a deception in our thinking 
because all in the meantime, all the while, you're offended. Things are being hindered. Things are being slowed up. Things are being cut off, and you don't even recognize it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. So offended people produce fruits such as hurt, anger, jealousy, strife, bitterness, or hatred, which results in attacks, division, broken relationships, and backsliding. I'll say that again. Offended people produce fruit such as hurt, anger, jealousy, strife, bitterness, and or hatred, which results in attacks, division, broken relationships, and backsliding. Why? Because when you become hurt, naturally, what's the first thing you want to do? Hurt. Not, not hurt yourself, but if you've been hurt, the first thing you want to do naturally is to hurt. Because you want people to feel what you feel. And so hurt people, what? Hurt people. And so we who have the assignment of walking in love and uh, appreciating and valuing and rec recognizing people's gifts and talent in the body of Christ, we got to make sure that we remain out of hurt so we don't hurt people. Come on, talk to me now. Glory to God. So it's our responsibility, glory to God, to do that. Now, go now to... Uh, Matthew 24, Matthew 24, we'll look at this scripture and then we'll get into some new information uh, on today. Matthew 24, well just write it down in your, in your notes. Matthew 24 verse 10, when it talks about what things are going to look like in the uh, end days or in the end times, and we've been in the end times for many years, but I don't believe we're close to Jesus' return. Now don't, don't throw rocks to me uh, about all that, I just don't believe that because uh, there's a lot of, lot of division still in the body. And uh, glory to God, we got a lot of work to do. So uh, I believe God has given us every opportunity, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, to do his kingdom assignment. And really the whole world hadn't heard the gospel of the kingdom yet. And one of the things is uh, that we got to preach the gospel so everybody can hear the gospel of the kingdom, then Jesus can return. So I think we have many years left to do that. Glory to God. And I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. I hope you're not in a hurry to go anywhere. I'm loving life. Amen. That's, that's me. I'm loving life. Life is good. Praise the Lord. I say life is good. Amen. Even if you have declared it by faith, go on and say it. Life is good. Amen. Now, we then talked about how you reign, how your name is victory, how you know who you are. Now, when I say life is good, don't look at me like I'm talking Spanish. Because if you're reigning, life is good. If you know who you are, life is good. See, y'all trying to pull me on my lesson. I ain't getting on my lesson, though. But no, I'm just saying, if you're going to be it, be it. Don't just be, uh, know who you are in praise and worship. No, you got to know who you are now, tomorrow, Tuesday, next week. Next month, you got to know victory is yours and you reign at all times. Amen. 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 Back to the lesson. But Matthew 24, 10 says that many in the end times, many shall be offended. Isn't that what it says? And also it will end up hating one another. Because if you don't deal with offense properly, you will end up in this emotion called hate. Y'all hearing that? All right, now, so let's talk about today a few things. Why then is offense, let's talk about why offense is so devastating. 
Why is offense so devastating? Number one, reason why offense is so devastating is because it's a form of captivity. It's a form of captivity. Every definition I gave you of offend, offended, and offense all included the word trap. Because offense is designed to put you in captivity, to put you in bondage. So offense is devastating because it's a form of captivity. Now, as the, the offense causes one to be blinded of their own character for laws and blame is placed on another. So when you become offended, you become trapped sometimes within yourself. You see what I'm saying? Because you don't want, um, you don't want, in, you don't want to become vulnerable any longer because you've been offended or because you've been hurt. Y'all hearing this? And so this, this form of captivity keeps you locked. Now, when you're in captivity, you can't release your gifts. You can't release your talents. You can't fulfill your assignment that God has, you, has for you properly. You don't have longevity. You don't have endurance. You don't have fortitude. You lack confidence. All these things because you're, you're, you're trapped. You're, you're, you're uh, in bondage. And as a result, Things that God desires for you slows down drastically because you are in the form of captivity. All right. Number two, second reason why offense is so devastating or being offended is so devastating. It is because it hardens your heart. It hardens your heart. Okay. Now, whenever somebody is hurt, you go into a mode called I call self-preservation. Anybody heard that term before? In other words, you begin to put yourself in places and around people that are safe. And anybody that makes you feel unsafe, you avoid. Whether it's a family member, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a church partner, whether it's a spiritual leader, if you've been hurt, you go in a mode of self-preservation and you keep yourself around people that are safe. But I found this. When you put yourself around people that are safe, you no longer are challenged to be better. If, you say, if you're around people and they put up with everything you do and they don't say anything about what you do wrong or, or, or not quite right, if they're not speaking to you on any of those levels, you're, you're around them because they make you feel safe, but you're not being challenged. Right. Hunter neighbor said, you being quiet, but you being quiet, but it's a good lesson. It's good. You being quiet. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Self-preservation. So if somebody, if I'm hanging out with somebody or if I'm befriending someone or I'm relating with someone and they hurt me, I'm going I'm to move away from them because I begin to build a wall around my heart so that they can't get in anymore. And the dangerous thing is, not only do I build a wall around my heart towards them, I build my wall around my heart against everybody. Because you remember the illustration last week about the traffic? When you let somebody in in traffic and they don't throw up the hand, you say this out your mouth, I'll never let anybody else in front of me. So you treat everybody else how this, how, uh, based upon how this person treated you. And see, that's what's happening. Your heart is being hardened, and now some people can't get in because you won't allow them. 
because being offended is so devastating. All right. Number three, third reason why being offended is so devastating. Listen to this. It cuts you off from others and the presence and blessings of God. It cuts you off from others and the presence and blessings of God. Go to Proverbs 18 with me, please. Go to Proverbs 18. All right, let's look at something here. Being offended is devastating, number one, because it's a form of captivity. It hardens your heart, and it cuts you off from others and the presence and blessings of God. Okay, Proverbs 18 and verse number 19. Let me know when you get there, please. Verse 19 of Proverbs 18 says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. It says a brother offended. That means a person who has taken an offense, a person who is offended, is harder to be won than a strong city. Now, what's talking about here, when they built cities where they had walls around them. Y'all know the story of Jericho, right? Jericho was a walled city. And God instructed Joshua and the people of Israel to walk around uh, six times one day, uh, one, one time a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, it was seven times. So actually, they walked around the wall 13 times. All right. And then on the, on the 13th time, they were supposed to shout. And what did the Bible say? The walls came down. Why? Because cities were built with walls around them to protect it from enemies, to protect them from people who they, they didn't want to have in the city. Got it? And so Proverbs, Solomon is writing here with this reference in mind because he's writing that day. And so uh, Solomon is writing in Proverbs. He says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. In other words, he's saying it's easier to, to break into a walled city than to win a brother that's become offended. Wow. Why? Because you cut you cut yourself off from others when you become or when you take an offense. Now, and then it says here, the second part of the scripture says, and their contentions are like bars of a castle. Now, bars of the castle are designed to keep something out and to keep something in. That's what it's designed. So when a brother is offended, they don't allow anything to go out. Or do they allow anything to come in? So now you stop receiving and you stop giving. And once you stop receiving and once you stop giving, you become stagnant. And once you become stagnant, you begin to stink. And once you begin to stink and stagnant, you become the reduce. You start to reduce. Oh, come on now. Talk to me. Uh, years ago, years ago, I was coming up. Um, you know, I, I like to fish. And so there was a pond up the road. And so somebody told me that, you know, the ponds are fed by underground streams. And so that's why they are able to, you know, maintain their level. And so if you don't have a pond that has a, uh, something feeding it, it will literally, the water will evaporate. It'll just begin to be stagnant. And so I call myself, I'm going to dig me a pond in the back of, my, um, back, of my house, back of my house. I'm like 13 years old, 12, 13, I'm going to dig a pond. You know how big my pond was? About 36 inches around. <laughs> So I dug a hole. That's what I did. I dug a hole called the pond. And I poured water in there. Guess what? Three minutes later, the water was gone. Why? Because I had nothing feeding it. And if you don't have anything feeding it, eventually it's going to reduce to nothing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And so a person offended is, doesn't let anything in. In other words, it can't be fed. 
Because, see, we're all linked together. We're all in this together. We all minister to one another. Your supply benefits me. My supply benefits you. Your supply benefits that person. That supply benefits that person. So we're all connected. And the Bible says we're all supposed to yield our supply so the whole body can go up. But if you take an offense and you become offended, you don't let anything in, nor do you let anything out. So now you find, your, your place, uh, find yourself at a place where you're at standstill, and then you begin to diminish, diminish, diminish. And so it becomes stagnant, and they begin to diminish their zeal, diminish their excitement for the things of God. And now they don't want to have anything else to do with it. Where did it all start? It started back by taking some kind of offense. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Uh, an offended brother is, is harder to win than a strong city. All right. And number four, the fourth reason why offense is so devastating is because it opens the door for deception. It opens the door for deception. And this is especially when you become offended with your pastor or a spiritual leader as somebody that's teaching you the word of God. It's because when you become offended at them, you, don't wanna, you no longer want to hear what they say. And so you go on a quest sometimes to find someone that says something that contradicts what you're hearing. Why? Because you want to prove and you want to justify that you're right. Oh, that's some good stuff, man. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I, I've, seen, I've seen it happen many, many times. I've seen it happen many, many times. And then you begin to question what your man of God is saying, what your woman of God is saying, because you've opened the door for deception. You got it. I had a person. I had a person. They decided to uh, uh, to no longer, you know, fellowship with us, and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And um, they told me that the reason was because they didn't agree with what I was teaching. And I said, okay, I, I find that a bit strange because I always back up what I teach with scripture. And they said, well, I just, I, just don't, I just don't agree with it. I said, okay, well, what is it that you don't agree with that I'm teaching? And they told me. And I said, oh, okay, all right, no problem. I said, number one, I have a series on that. I'm welcome. I'll, I'll be happy to sow it into your life. You don't even have to pay for it. I'll give it to you just so you can hear me in a series teach on what you say you don't agree, me, agree with me on. Then I said, no, better than that. I, get, I provided them seven, seven different scriptures. Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be said. I gave them seven. So I did exceeding abundantly. Seven scriptures. And you know what they said? That's absolutely right. I said, that's absolutely right. She, they said, yeah, that's absolutely right. And I said, well, when there was the problem. I just don't agree with what you're teaching. And I say, you know what? I know what's going on. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And so I knew if I kept pushing, it would have made things worse. So I said, okay, well, if, you know, if you change your mind, you're always welcome. Our doors are always open. We'll receive you back in. Not a problem. They said, thank you very much. They went their way. I, I went my way. Hadn't seen them since. I wish them the best. But what I'm saying is what happened was 
through an offense, they could no longer receive, even though I showed them in Scripture what I was teaching was right. It opens it up to deception. That's why offense, being offended, is so devastating. And you can't, we, can't, we can't play around with this because we, 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 uh, we feel justified sometimes and somebody says something the wrong way and we get all huffed up and hot and, and puffed up and all those kind of things. And we can't play with stuff like that because the longer we let it re- reside and the longer we let it just lay there and don't deal with it, the bigger it becomes. And something so very, very small becomes something so very, very big that takes you out of your set place or out of, your, out of the place to hear from God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody shout hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, or something. And don't y'all get offended at that. Now listen, the, last, the remaining time I want to take, I want to talk to you about how to overcome offense and to live offense-free. I want to talk to you about the, how to overcome offense and to live offense-free, okay? Um, years ago, many, many, many years ago, this is before I even started the church, even before I ended in the full-time ministry. This was many, many years. I was, I was an offended person. I was, a, I was an offended person. I was an offended person. Years, this is years ago before I knew any of y'all. No, really, before I, before I knew any of y'all, so don't, don't be trying to figure out what I, what I, if I did, no, you ain't do nothing. I said before I started the church, before I went into full-time ministry, even before I went to Bible school, so this is years ago. This is like uh, mid-90s, okay? And uh, I was an offended person. I was offended because uh, there are some things that happened in my life that hurt me, that rubbed me the wrong way, that, that, that caused me to be trapped. Uh, father didn't, wasn't there, didn't do what he was supposed to do, provided a bad example. Uh, in relationships, before I was mature enough to handle relationships, Amen. young people, Amen. well, uh, old people too, <laughs> young and old. You know, at 12 and 13, you shouldn't be in a relationship, a relationship of commitment like you are, you have, you have, you have uh, uh, committed yourself to one person at 12. What do you know at 12? <laughs> 16 at that, at that, 18 at that, and sometimes 25, you know, it's that old people, sometimes 35, depending upon how mature you are. And so in relationships, way before I was ready to receive relationships, uh, did not have a lot of training, and then came out of the home, came out of the home, uh, went to college, graduated from college, then I got married, didn't know how to be married, and she ain't know how to be married, and we hurt each other. And so I became an offended person. And through uh, a, a reading a particular book and through... Uh, really opening my heart and seeing where I was, I broke that offense. Okay, I broke that offense. Became offense-free, just totally healed of the offense 
from their own. So I know what it's like to be offended. Being offended is like having a bad taste in your mouth and you can't get it out. You know, brush your teeth, you know, three, four times. You know, pop some mints. You're chewing some gum, but you still taste. You just still taste. It just, y'all know what I'm talking about? I see y'all looking like y'all ain't never been there. <laughs> like, dang, what was he eating? <laughs> you know, something maybe oniony, garlicky, you know, you know, just, and just, it's just, yeah, uh, you know, just know it ain't right. And so it's like that. So it's like living with just a bad taste in your mouth. And when you're approaching people and when people are approaching you, you're dealing with people through that bad taste. You're receiving people f- uh, through that bad taste and you repel people with the bad taste. Or we can say bad breath. And so I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be offended, y'all. So it's not something that I, this is foreign to. But, but I also know what it's like to live offense-free. And I'm telling you, living offense-free is much better than living offended. Because living offense-free, you give everybody an opportunity to be themselves. Living offended, you always think somebody has an ulterior motive when they're coming, even if they want to compliment you, even if they want to do something for you. Ah, what do they want in return? Ah, what what are they after? Oh, yeah, they just, you know, they just faking, you know, or whatever. You you, you always making something up in your head because of the condition of your heart, a condition of where you are. You all with me? Praise the Lord. I pray that you enjoyed the broadcast today. And I hope that you heard through the teaching how dangerous it is to walk in or be in offense. The enemy has an assignment to kill, steal, and destroy. And we can walk right into some of his traps if we choose to become bitter and have offense. Now, I wasn't able to put the entire series on today's broadcast, but I placed the series in a two CD or two DVD set for your purchase so you can have this in your own faith library. I want to encourage all of you to call the number on the bottom of your screen, log on to our website, and order this series today. It will bless you. It will help you. It will inspire you. It will encourage you to come out of and overcome offense once and for good. It is the will of God for you to live offense-free in this life. Praise God. Now, again, call the number on the bottom of your screen, log on to our website, get this two CD set for $10 or two DVD set for $14 in your faith library today. You will be blessed by it. Until next time, I want to encourage you to continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television admissions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI, a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. Log on to www.fccintl.org 
or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by and become a Life of Faith partner today. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.